Hi everyone, it's Adam from Monkey Tennis here. Just saying a huge thank you to all of you that have supported my charity appeal uh, so far. For those that haven't heard about it, this September I'm going to be swimming uh, 15 kilometres uh, between five islands in Cornwall. Uh, I'll be swimming the Isles of Scilly. That's Scilly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. Um, I'm doing it because I want to, but also to raise money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably. It's a well-known statistic that 125 people in the UK die by suicide every week, and Calm run a free and confidential helpline for people to speak through their problems and ultimately to help prevent suicides. Um, I'm looking to raise enough money to train two new phone workers um, to man those lines um, and I'll be doing it by swimming the Isles of Scilly in Cornwall. Um, if you're looking to support me, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com. Um, just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly. That's Adam Swim Silly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. All donations greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping me to support Calm. And now, on with monkey tennis. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Monkey Tennis is sponsored by Sprint. It's cool. It's crisp, it's refreshingly European, and it's finally available, thanks to rigorous health and safety checks, in the UK. Sprunt, the carbonated beverage that's taking all UK TV presenters by storm. There's only one way to cool down when you're watching the hottest chat show in the UK, and that's with the coolest European import. It's Sprunt. Sprunt, refreshingly European. Monkey tennis? You better believe it, babe. There's a new chat in town. Monkey tennis? Ice white shoes, ice white socks with navy blue double cadet strong. Aha! Monkey tennis? I've just been told that Roger Moore is at Chiswick Roundabout. Monkey tennis? Oh, what the heck? Rock and roll, let's all have a pair! Monkey tennis? Yes, I am in a jacuzzi sipping spunt. Alan, 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 Alan. And on that bombshell. Monkey tennis? Hello pals and welcome to Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge fan podcast. We're on to episode three of Knowing Me, Knowing You with Alan Partridge. I'm Adam Brooks and I'm joined by Tom Dark. Tonight's show is hot. Nick Older. Take a chance, take a chance, take a, take a chance, chance. <laughs> and Tom Stab. Are you deaf? <laughs> so tackling... I think Nick wins that one. Yes, okay. lovely. <laughs> uh, tackling Knowing Me, Knowing You, episode three of the TV series. Um, Initially broadcast on the 30th of September, 1994. 
Lovely. Um, this I, it took me until this episode to notice that he mimics violence and warfare against the audience in each episode. That's uh, weird. I've got the exact same note. Uh, uh, this was the one where it finally dawned on me that that's what he was doing. Perhaps this he, one was particularly violent. Well, this, this grenade, week he's it? chucking a grenade yeah. into the audience. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hard to miss <laughs> that one. Um, I've got a few notes from the uh, from I Partridge about uh, how the series was performing at this point. Oh. That's more. Uh, he says Tony Hares gave us a few notes after the first show and repeated the same ones after the second, <laughs> third, and fourth, but. But crucially, didn't after the fifth or sixth, which suggests that he was satisfied with the trajectory of the series. <laughs> uh, I think he'd actually just abandoned hope. Yeah. Um, there's also a mention that uh, a very important in the Partridge timeline, Jill is on reception at Pear Tree Productions from right. this point onwards. Good to know. Uh, viewing figures collapsed as the series went on, but only because it was getting lighter in the evenings and more people were out rambling or sitting in beer gardens. Uh, just as a reminder, the series started on September the 16th and ended on October the 21st. So that's either a continuity error or a barefaced lie. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's Alan just bending the truth to make himself yeah. feel yeah. better, isn't it? Yeah. Pun on the word chat this week is the chattersphere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Which I like. And I also have a note here. Is he wearing the same outfit in this episode as he is in episode one? So I think you've got the massive burgundy blazer back into play in this episode. Oh, okay. I hadn't spotted that. Quite possibly. But he does have amazing outfits in every episode mm-hmm. of this yeah, series. absolutely. And for the first time ever on an English-speaking chat show, a jacuzzi. <laughs> uh, once again, presumably making taking advantage of the running water that he's had installed. Yep. Yeah, they've already got the piping in from the fountain in episode one, haven't they? Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, it's the first, uh, the first spot of uh, a very important prop in this week's episode. Oh, Adam, what's uh, what's that you've oh, just, got there? Uh, just opening a refreshing can of Sprunt. Oh, very um, nice. There are two prominent cans of Sprunt. Is it Sprunt or Spunt? Sprunt. 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 Uh, by, S- by the jacuzzi. S-P-R-U with an... Is it an umlaut? Umlaut. Mm-hmm. umlaut. Uh, S-P-R-U-N-T. Here we go. Uh, his guests this week include Hot Pants. More of them They're later. Hot. The hottest, sexiest dance act in Northern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Is the equivalent of that now diversity? Oh, it's a stretch, but yes. <laughs> Uh, and Glenn Ponder's band is called Ferrari right. this week, yep. which leads me to believe that Alan is picking the names, presumably. Uh, I'm not uh, sure about that. They go on to become, ab- they're ABBA-themed, they're car-themed, they just seem like they're following the trajectory. What about Chalet? He just likes, likes the chalet. <laughs> uh, I'm not so sure about it, but okay. uh, good observation. Um, there's also another joke. <laughs> Isn't about... that good observation if you don't agree with it? Yeah. No, it's an observation. My observations are uh, patronised, belittled and humiliated. So yeah, because they're, they're, they're all rubbish in too. line with their quality. <laughs> I'm giving him a taste of his own medicine. Your theory makes no sense, man. All right. Um, <laughs> Calm down, everyone. Just have a sip on a nice, refreshing can of Um He also makes a reference to the Chattanooga Choo Choo, another pain, <laughs> painful pun that doesn't really work. Um, and at this point, the cracks begin to show with his relationship with Glenn Ponder. Oh, yeah. It's great. Uh, yeah, Glenn does. Uh, he, doesn't he sort of? He sort of adds he in a bit of surpri- flair. Yeah, yeah. He, he goes slightly off script, and it throws Alan completely off because <laughs> Alan doesn't know how to deal with any kind of yeah. improvisation. He, he says to Glenn, "Surprise me in rehearsal, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> not not on a live television show." <laughs> I guess to be fair, you've got to give him some credit. And we were just, we were discussing uh, whether he would have been rehearsing. So it, it, it that infers that they do do a rehearsal, yeah. which is yeah, yeah. which is hard to believe based on the live <laughs> outcomes. And, and, and that even though they've chosen to do it live for some bizarre reason, <laughs> no deviation from the script yeah. is allowed. Exactly. <laughs> it's at this point that he says that the show is hot and that he can really work up a thirst. So in the show, this is the point that Alan uh, goes to his can of spunt and. Uh, 
Just yeah, I mean, who, who would do a thing like that, have uh, product placement uh, peppered throughout an episode? ITV, that's who. ITV, the enemy. What kind of drink do we reckon Sprunt is? Fruit-based, I'd say. I think yeah. it's basically Rubicon. Oh, yeah, okay. I, well, I think of of the time, I expect the nearest... Or Lilt. The nearest equivalent that was around in 94 is perhaps a Tropical Rio. Do you remember those? Uh, don't remember Vaguely. Rio. Remember a tropical reef? It's the poor, it's the poor man's lilts, basically. A tropical Rio, yeah, still it, available it's in like that. dusty garages somewhere. <laughs> um, um, but I was going to just say before we jump into this episode um, headfirst, as it were, um, we were talking the other week about we were saying, wouldn't it be great if there was basically a chat show that had real guests with um, a, a fake presenter and character that did exist? Mrs. Merton's show. Yes. We all ah, seem to have forgot about yes, that the other course. week, but that Which was a real was thing. Brilliant. And Carol- yeah. Carolina Hearn, who was Mrs. Merton, uh, cross paths regularly with, with Steve Coogan. Yeah, her and so Steve Coogan are very close friends. Yeah. Could be a natural progression for what? him to do the same. And the, the classic Mrs. Merton line was when she interviewed is it Debbie McGee. Yes. She said to her, <laughs> what was it that first attracted you to the millionaire Paul Daniels? <laughs> <laughs> that is absolute comedy gold. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Um, so, yes, uh, Glenn Ponder and Alan become a little strained, obviously, over future episodes. That is going to reach catastrophic levels, but um, that's for later on. Um, he's introduced his first guest. My first guest is a singer. She's 41, straight in with the age. Uh, yeah. very <laughs> in he's a, kind of age-obsessed, actually, isn't he, Alan? Mm. It's uh, always whether he's referring to Jill or uh, Lynn, or whether it's he's hang up on people mentioning his age It's like well. he, he introduces people like he's writing the opening paragraph of a tabloid article. Yeah, 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 that's so Sophie Ellis Bexter, age is blah blah blah. Um, with a similar level of lack of sensitivity, I want. I thought I might just list some other singers who are forty-one this year. <laughs> you ready for Go this? Go for it, yeah. Go. Sia is forty-one this year. Mm-hmm. Mel B, Fergie, Will I Am, or as I prefer to call him, William. William. Yeah. Mickey Bubbles, aka Michael Bublé, forty-one this year. Jack Johnson, Tom DeLonge, Ms. Lauren Hill, Jack White, Natalie Imbruglia, Davy Havoc from AFI, Katie Tunstall, Jenny Lewis from Rilo Kylie, Sufjan Stevens, and Lou Baker. <laughs> That's a hell of a super group, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I would pay good money to see all Absolutely. of those people in concert together. I presume Lou Baker was sort of a man in his seventies. Uh, well, he was probably what thirty when that song came out. I guess so. Well, that song being Mambo I, Number Five. Your maths don't work then, yeah, because Mambo Number Five came out in what? Like like 1993 oh, or something? No, like no, 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 no. I, like, was I, was, I think I was probably about 15 or 16 when that came out. So, uh, yeah. I, d- I reckon it was about 1999, listen- 2000. I definitely listened to it in one of Torquay's premier nightclubs. Wait, we are going to get the definitive answer. Yeah, on we the- really oh, need oh, to know how old Lou Baker is. By number five. Well, we know how old Lou Baker is. He's 41. We've established yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 99, five. I reckon. This segment of the show is dedicated to all the people who reviewed us on iTunes saying we go off on tangents <laughs> too often. <laughs> What do you mean you can't link Alan Partridge and Lou Baker? Uh, oh, actually, yeah. So Lou Baker's, uh, it was a cover version as well. I didn't know that. Uh, it so reached... he didn't even make any money on it. <laughs> <laughs> it reached number one in 1999. Yes. Oh, yeah, uh, Got it right. Um, in still... the United Kingdom and Australia. <laughs> For eight weeks. <laughs> eight weeks. Oh, the oh best-selling God. single of 1999. <laughs> it also topped every chart in continental Europe, including Baker's home. Oh, where's he from? Uh, I mean, I know the answer. Trinidad and Tobago, uh, Portugal, Germany, Germany. <laughs> Germany. <laughs> okay, there we go. Oh, it stayed at number one in France for twenty weeks. Still going with this, are we? Okay. <laughs> you Welcome just, to the Lou Baker in, Fun Podcast. You're listening to a little bit of Baker in your ears. <laughs> oh, no? fine. We'll move on. Yeah. 
whole point of this podcast <laughs> disappears. Um, okay, so yeah, he introduces a singer. She's 41. Uh, there's a, a, an anecdote about her oh, working in a awful, Kansas... An awful anecdote as well, yeah, by the way. About her working in a Kansas shoe shop when a man looks for a pair of size eights. In the UK, that's, five, that's a five and a half. Do you know any men with size five and a half feet? Michael Owen, the footballer. I stand corrected. <laughs> said Michael Owen. <laughs> well, the man said, I won't have those shoes. The bridge is too low and I've got wide feet. <laughs> those were his actual words. <laughs> Gina's funny story. <laughs> and that man was Neil Sadaka. <laughs> yep. So when, when uh, Gina comes on, Alan talks about the fact that she's playing Earl's Court later that evening. Um, so yeah he says it's 40 minutes till she's on stage so I've crunched the numbers on this (laughs) and it does work but it's very very tight Mm -hmm. so to go from BBC TV Centre in Shepherd's Bush to Earl's Court that's 3.3 miles as the crow flies Uh, that would take uh, according to Google Maps that would take 20 minutes in average London traffic Um, and then your average chat slot on a on a show like this is about eight minutes and she is on alan's show for about eight minutes wow so if you're adding all that together that's 28 minutes that's just her driving and being on the show so that's not allowing for her exiting the studio getting into the venue getting on stage so i don't think that's very realistic i've got to be honest that's not allowing for any kind of traffic mishap if it was roger moore he would never have exactly (laughs) she'd have stayed at chiswick roundabout as she arrives uh, she does very obvious hollywood kisses which sort of sets her character up a bit yeah kind of sort of naive like media trained kind of thing uh and he also says oh i've got an extra kiss for free there not that you usually charge (laughs) did did anyone else have to google neil sadaka no, I no. knew he was. Really? Okay, yeah. just me then. Yeah. Uh, apparently he sold millions of records and co-wrote no, The Way to Amarillo. I remember oh, yeah. oh, I remember one of his hits vaguely. Okay. Was it The Way to, to Amarillo? It? No, it was a different one. Sing it. Uh, I can't remember the words. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> uh, it's also at this point that uh, she starts to refer to Alan as Alec. Yeah, and I, I feel like the first one goes, the first Alec goes unnoticed. Unnoticed or he forgives it, which yeah. I think is unlikely. I don't think, I he, don't think he would forgive it. No, no. he wouldn't forgive yeah. or forget. <laughs> also, I'm normally very complimentary about Rebecca Front, as we know, but uh, can we rate her American accent out of 10? Uh, I hadn't really taken much notice no, of it. No, I hadn't either. I think it's a solid five. It's okay. not, it's not I'm happy great. to defer with you as the Rebecca Front expert yeah. in the group. You, re- you really are the expert. <laughs> <laughs> She's just great. <laughs> Again, Rebecca, do uh, lodge that restraining order yeah. now. That's yeah. my recommendation. Do, because my next note says she also looks straight up awesome. Adam, <laughs> calm down. Stop objectifying Rebecca Front. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to get her to stay longer, obviously. That's how this whole thing about her needing to be on stage in Earl's Court uh, comes up. Yeah, uh, Earl's Court, obviously, no, lo- no longer a venue in no. existence. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And basically he says, "Well, I'd love to, but I can't. I'm running late." And Alan just says, "Please." Yeah. He, well, says, he, ba- he basically <laughs> uses two of his eight minutes trying to convince her to stay longer, doesn't <laughs> yeah. he? Uh, I also like the bit where she's like, "I never knew I had so many UK fans." He goes, "Why did you book such a big venue then?" Yeah. <laughs> I brings on Alan's big pocket, which is basically yeah. up Alan's sleeve, rebadged. <laughs> yeah. Yep. A new regular section of the show, um, and uh, the actual pocket looks rubbish, doesn't it? It's really badly made. I yeah, think. it's bum. Yeah. Uh, and it's a different colour to his actual jacket, so it's basically <laughs> gone wrong. Well, it's it, it's green, isn't it? So it's like the more the more classic partridge blazer, which okay. he's not wearing in this episode. Right, yet. right. Um, I, I think we should throw to resident dog expert Nick <laughs> to talk about the contents of Alan's big. Looking pocket. forward to Nick getting something wrong about this. <laughs> Well, before we get to the dog section, which obviously I'm very excited about. Well, that'd be a new regular feature. <laughs> that'd be a new regular <laughs> <We> feature. <can't> <laughs> um, 
Uh, Alan uh, takes a big swig of delicious, refreshing spunt, mm. and Gina picks him up on it and says, I thought you, I thought you weren't allowed to advertise on the BBC, at which point Alan says, I'm not advertising, I'm not, that's illegal, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not advertising, no, 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 I'm <laughs> simply saying that I'm doing an advert for spunt, the new tangy tropical fruit drink from Germany, not advertising. <laughs> Sounds refreshing to me. Lovely. Yeah, and then she says, what are you doing in the ad? And he says, well, basically, I'm on a beach and lying in a hammock <laughs> shipping spunt. <laughs> um, and then it's at this point that uh, we do move to Alan's big pocket and it's very exciting as they essentially wheel out two Victorian dogs. <laughs> uh, one is Sherlock Holmes and the other one is Queen Victoria. And I think it's fair to say that Sherlock Holmes is very much on his last legs anyway. <laughs> and is not happy in his costume. Dysentery, my dear Watson. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, did anyone notice that the dog minder is the same woman that ho- uh, minds the horse? in, uh, in did, first episode? did not know that. Yeah. No. Do we know if she's a genuine animal handler or just an actress? Ooh, multitasking in terms of which animals she can uh, handle. Mm. Dogs and horses. Which one do you prefer? Oh, dogs. dogs. No, 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 I meant of the two <laughs> dogs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, right. Uh, <laughs> probably, uh, so Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, Holmes or Queen, Queen, Queen Victoria? Victoria? Queen Victoria for me. Oh, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock. Sherlock, <laughs> Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. Sherlock, Sherlock for the win. Um, but uh, whilst Alan's uh, segment should work, it backfires as uh, she actually collects dolls and not dogs. In, because, uh, because what are Victorian dogs? <laughs> yeah, as she asked. <laughs> yeah. In the uh, in the commentary, Amanda Iannucci questions whether this bit works. He's he's very unsure about I the Victorian dogs. I mean, it's a very straightforward joke, isn't yeah. it? But it's the way it's dealt with is is quite is subtle. Um, and as he says, if you don't like them, just let them out near the railway. <laughs> uh, around this point, she's called him Alec five times. Just the, his patience is straining. <laughs> and when she says, I can't do that, he says, all right, well, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, the dogs were let on the, a railway track and are presumably dead. I, I think that's safe to say. Either way, so they're probably dead now. Uh, does is. that conclude the end of this week's dog section, Nick? Yes, yes. I'm keen to repeat it. So uh, as and when we can talk about dogs. In okay, <laughs> tune in work. for more dog revelations from Nick next week. Seldom. Um, he also starts talking about uh, the, the the pain of being stopped for autographs and how he's actually had a stamp made with his autograph to save time. Um, <laughs> back in my back in my music industry days, uh, I once worked with a band who did the same thing. I'll name them. Name and shame. I can't name them, but they are connected to Alan via Bungie. Uh, so I'll leave it to. Uh, oh. You know exactly who it is. I'll then. leave it to some more ardent listeners of the podcast to deduce it for themselves. Give me a D. <laughs> oh, I know. Yep. Anyway, I've said too much. Let's move on. Um, after his rant about names, uh, they're doing a song together. Yes. The Abba Medley. The Abba uh, Medley. Yeah. Uh, he's so much more in key here than uh, his yeah. Valentine's mm. tribute to Jill in I'm Alan Partridge. I was going to say, he's not that in key, but you're right. <laughs> no, he is he's, more in he's key. Stra- I feel like he's straining, but he gets there. Yeah. 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 So this was sung 100% live. No backing track at all. Um, they uh, they said that they were absolutely bricking it before they went on stage. I, I had a script-based question before uh, they launch into the album medley. So when Alan basically gets livid because she keeps calling him Alec, my name is Alan Partridge, how many times does he say Alan? Because doesn't he just... Alan. Alan, 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 Alan. He says it. Bear with us. Doing, Bear doing, with a, doing a live yep. count here. Mental arithmetic. Let's see if Nick can get this right. 17 times. 17. Okay. I'm reluctant to say it because I feel like I'm a broken record. Uh, but it's re- technically 18 because then he follows up with My Name is Alan Park. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but uh, Rebecca Front is a great singer and loves singing, I believe. She sings in uh, Grandma's house. Always well. got uh, Rebecca Six. and Adam sitting in a tree. K M K Y W A P. Hey! Oh, very good. Very good. 
it just yeah, works. It just works. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Back to Front, the Rebecca Front podcast. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Tom, have you just uh, opened a can of drink there? What, what are you doing? Oh, this is just a delicious can of Splunt. Lovely. Mm. Oh, looks, uh, looks very refreshing. Mm. Looks a bit neon. <laughs> <laughs> looks tropical. Uh, so Alan fluffs the uh, take a chances, <laughs> which I don't know. He's like, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. That's really good. Uh, and then he jumps up and down an octave as well as he's straining for those notes. Yeah. Um, there's also a part where he, it's <laughs> really sort of a weird editing thing where they appear in cutaways in, in, in the frame. So there's a little cutaway of her, a little cutaway of him. Yeah, but yes. he's in the background of her one as well. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> there's, like, there's like four Allens on screen because he's messed it up. Did, has everybody seen the Kate Bush medley that he did? Yes. Uh, was it Comic Relief? No, I think it was part of the Steve Coogan live show. Right. Um, or I think it's on The Man Who Thinks He's It. I right. think it's on that. Right. Well, my question was, what's better, the ABBA medley or the Kate Bush medley? I'm not familiar with it, to be honest. So, oh, no, I, I mean, you haven't for a long, long time. You've not watched it, have you? No. <laughs> let's I'll, just go. Like the ABBA one. Yeah, let's go with the ABBA one. Oh, I, I think the Kate Bush one is far superior. I also thought there must have been a flaw in the in the in the setting up of this, in that he ends up being the one singing "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme a Man" after midnight as well. <laughs> there's no there's no need for that to necessarily. Or maybe be that's him. the joke. Th- I that's think that's the joke. That's one hundred percent the joke. <laughs> oh, obviously, it's the joke. I'm not saying it isn't, but you know. uh, I think you weren't sure that that you was were the joke. implying it was a flaw. Uh, yeah, I think you used that word. No, it was. Uh, it's a flaw in Alan's fictional world. It's obviously a joke right. in the real world. He also injects a lot of ahas into the medley as well. Aha! Aha! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, and there's the boob grab as well. Yes. Yeah. He's oh, trying yeah. to yeah. Yeah. Her side. And he just does his little sideways glance yeah. like yeah. he knows what he's done. Oh, I mean, <laughs> and it pretty much climaxes with uh, Dancing Queen. Uh, huge applause from the audience. And then Alan tries to give Gina a kiss, but she's not having any uh, You've of it, also no. missed out uh, Gina checking the time on her watch. She's really got to go. I miss that. <laughs> but you do see uh, yeah, yeah, Rebecca Front yeah. like literally sort of sprint off stage. Yeah. She says in the commentary that she was so nervous doing this. She just wanted to get off immediately, yeah. get off the stage. But um, yeah, go. I think when they're kind of semi-embraced towards the uh, climax of the medley, uh, you, her arms kind of like behind him and she checks the time brilliant <laughs> I had not noticed that <laughs> that is a good spot and also the I just have a note that Alan's facial expressions whilst he's singing are just amazing because he's trying to hit those notes and then has to bring it down it's great <laughs> it's a season highlight for me it's very good yeah yeah big I talk agree with that um, it's time for him to wheel out his next guest and wheel is sort of the operative word because it's 78 year old Elsie Morgan the Linford Christie of great grandmothers yep. uh, I've got some I've got some good facts about uh, Jean Ainsley who's the woman who plays Elsie Morgan if anyone's interested um, she has passed away she passed away in 2001 uh, she had a cameo age 81 I believe yeah. right uh, she had a cameo in Black Books as a charity collector that gets the door slammed on her. She's <laughs> Kevin's gran in Harry Enfield and Chums. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has cameos in Brass Eye, Game On, Drop the Dead Donkey, The Thin Blue Line and Father Ted. Uh, and she plays Louisa Simmons, I think, or a witch in the day to day. She started acting yeah. in 1968. 
yeah, I, again, I, I, I had some kind of, basically I looked at IMDb as well. Um, so I kind of had that list. <laughs> She's had quite an extensive career from the 60s playing lots of kind of smaller parts. I thought what was quite funny um, was if you look at a lot of her character names, she's played characters including Old Lady, Aunt Flo, <laughs> Hilda, Lovely Old Lady, Grandma, Kevin's Gran, Super Gran, Elderly Lady, <laughs> Elderly Woman, <laughs> Mrs. Winkle, <laughs> and Grandmother. I feel she's been very typecast for a long stretch of her career there. I wonder how old she was when she first started playing grandmothers. Yeah. 30. <laughs> what did you say one of them was? Mrs. Winkle. Mrs. Winkle. <laughs> and then back to the character, Elsie, rather than the actor, Jean. Um, and oh God, she's a racist. She is a massive racist. Uh, it first flagged when she says there was a lot of immigration. Inevitably, crime went up. Uh, <laughs> she's terrible. I personally... Oh, well, no, before then, she keeps on saying, we completely stitched up the Krauts. You're like, mm, there's something not quite right about this one. It's I, not going to go well. I don't know about you, I wasn't a massive fan of this character, to be honest. I, I, I didn't think it was that funny. I think, I think this whole section is weak. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that great, I think the, the, part the I think it's all just set up for the relay, which I do think is funny. The relay is the relay, good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the relay is good, but I just thought, I don't know, this is... They're better than this. Well, actually, Ianucci in the commentary says that this is, you know, uh, this episode on the whole is probably the worst one. Um, Rebecca Front says, uh, well, they're all a bit patchy. <laughs> <laughs> the medley's the highlight, but I'd agree the episode is probably not the strongest. So you've, you've got Elsie Morgan with uh, the Olympic Golden Girls of 1936. So there's an interesting factual error about this. I know um, with this. So, yeah, the, so according in the world of Partridge, uh, this is the British women's uh, four by 100 meters Olympic gold medalists. In real life, at the 1936 Olympics, that race was actually won by the USA. But Team GB did win gold in four events in the 1936 Olympics. Would you like to know what they are? Oh, yes. go on then. Okay, so they won gold in yachting. Double, double skull rowing. I have no idea what that means apart yep. from rowing. rowing. And the four times 400 meters relay... And the 500-kilometre walk. Why didn't they just pick the Jesus. relay that we won? <laughs> I guess it's <laughs> because not that the important. I guess because the, the distance is too long, because they had to. They did a one-eighth... I know they could have just reduced the scale of yeah. the... Yeah. Well, I mean, they it's did reduce the scale of the... Yeah. yeah, I guess they would have just re reduced it. I guess they would have had to do more laps if it was like a 400. <laughs> yeah, true. If anything, we're in danger of overthinking this. <laughs> yeah. Then, I guess... Is never. Isn't that the point of this podcast? <laughs> um, <laughs> at this point, I'm just going to interject and say that I am going to treat myself to a little... Uh, Oh, what's that? You you're cracking open there, Nick? The, the delicious can of uh, fruity sprut. Oh, yeah, it sounds, just looks, it just looks so refreshing, great, isn't it? Mm. How does it taste? Oh, absolutely delicious. Lovely. Delicious. Um, <laughs> <her story, laughs> absolutely delicious. Her story goes on for so long. He has to say, "Right, sh shut up, shut it." Uh, his concern for the show overrides his own personal racism at that point. Um, and it, yeah, Alan's big pocket comes out. Uh, the t two of the other Olympic finalists uh, appear out of it. Uh, one of them's died. Um, not one of the, <laughs> yeah. not one of the two. <laughs> an additional third person who's not there has died. Um, yep, and uh, they have a one six one to six scale of the Berlin Olympic Stadium. Uh, again, insane money spent on expensive items, <laughs> as yeah. promised by Alan. You will see that throughout the show. And then I think this is possibly the best slapstick of the series, or, or where they basically have a reenactment of their relay race yeah, with the good. place of the deceased runner, <laughs> yes, <laughs> replaced yes. by a cardboard cutter of sort of stone figure. I love it when she can't do the hurdles and just kind of kicks. <laughs> he it just goes, kick that out of the way. And also. Would none of these people take offence at basically being forced to recreate this alongside a cardboard cutout of their dead teammate? 
seems well, a bit odd. They seemed all right with it. <laughs> they just got on with it, didn't that's they? True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So very odd, but uh, that happens. And then uh, we're on to the the next guest. Who, uh, yeah. 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 Lawrence Knowles. Who I assume is what modelled on someone like a Max Clifford. Modelled exactly on it's Max, Max Clifford. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Uh, and Nick, were you, did you notice that the original script well, is different? I've got a uh, copy of the Alan Partridge Every Ruddy Word book, and the order is slightly different. So Lawrence Knowles comes straight after the medley, whereas obviously in the version that you have, uh, the Olympic El- Golden Girls, Elsie comes mm. afterwards. So who uh, who published that? Uh, Penguin, never uh, heard of them. Never heard of them. Very good. Yeah, so, I, yeah I, so I wonder if they did have a different running order in the original well, script and I they just switched it for broadcast. Mm, maybe what we're learning is there's various different versions of this that have been supplied to different partners and who knows why, but that is the case. Inconsistencies. Uh, this guest is introduced by saying, last week I had naked sex with the Home Secretary and I want to sell my story. <laughs> and then he's like, well, of course I didn't, but blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. A high-profile agent and publicist who represents celebrities and harlots. Is this a primetime TV guest? Feels a bit like... Well, I feel like Max, Max Clifford, Clifford would yeah, be, yeah. yeah. Would he? Back Did he day? used to be on yeah, chat shows? Like yeah, that? Sadly yeah. Was. he's almost more famous than a lot of the people that he, forced, yeah, he, yeah. Not forced, he um, represented. Another thing that, uh, that that speaks to the theory about um, things being in, the diff- in different order in the script is that um, Lawrence is the only guest he doesn't do a Knowing Me, Anna Partridge, Knowing You, Lawrence ah. uh, Does he not? Uh, introduction. No, not certainly not in the Netflix version. I did not notice Can we Double check that in the script. Check it in every ready word. Has it got a knowing me, knowing you? Uh, in wh- the whilst Nick's checking that, uh, I, I just kind of had the note that again, you've got Patrick Marber playing a shit. It's kind <laughs> of what like, every character he plays in this series is a bit of a sleaze bag yep. or just a bit of a smarm fest. Unlikable men, uh, and also uh, that he has an absolutely awful tie on. Yeah. The design of that tie is just mind-blowingly terrible. At this point in the commentary, they note that the uh, when uh, the I forget what's the name of the Max Clifford type character Lawrence Lawrence, Lawrence Knowles. Uh, when he's walking down the steps towards the sofa, they note that the they design the steps specifically to be really awkward to walk down. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, so you kind of have to do it like it's like too long. they're just too slightly too long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I can confirm his introduction is please, please welcome the man Virginia Bossomley called that little turd, Lawrence <laughs> Knowles. Yep. And then Alan says, Lawrence, you're the man they love to hate. And he says, I prefer to think of myself as the man they hate to love. So, uh, yeah, Adam, you're quite yeah, no, 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 right. no, me, no, mm, either. Interesting. Um, I thought at this point, I expect Steve Coogan was probably big enough that uh, that this was around the beginning of the start of his uh, tabloid hassles. So I wonder if that's why this character is in the show. Perhaps it's a bit of a dig at people who dig that's for salacious gossip. Have they started by this point? Well, because wasn't th- really this would have been the first TV vehicle that? Co- oh, yeah, actually, but he's already been the day to day. He's already done stand up. Had the at pool, this point. pool and pooling calf shows happened by this? point? I'm not quite sure, but I just thought it's it, that might have been one of the reasons behind having this person as a guest. The uh, the concept of it might have come from personal experience. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, he also. He accidentally outs himself and Dennis Law as bisexual <laughs> for uh, hastily retracting it. There's another kind of uh, nod to Alan's homo scepticism, uh, where Lawrence says, uh, "Another scenario is uh, a celebrity comes to me and says, Lawrence, I'm a practicing homosexual and would like to keep this delicate matter private.'" To which Alan says, "Very wise." <laughs> Terrible. Um, there's a great a great bit where he's talking about uh, the new book that uh, Lawrence is putting out and uh, Lawrence says I obtained some photos that were unpublishable and Anne says are they in the book and uh, Lawrence is like yes yes <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he uh, Alan introduces uh, a new regular segment on the show uh, called Eat Your Own Medicine <laughs> <laughs> where he uh, basically brings on oh the, what's this like wax his waxer 
Yeah, do they say what his official job is? Uh, I'm trying oh, they, to think, I think they, they do. I think they do. Um, d- just a couple of po- notes I had before the uh, arrival of the big pocket. Um, <laughs> that Alan <laughs> thinks it's it's right to hide homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, quite right too. <laughs> yep. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with uh, hot pants later. And the examples of the heterosexual environments that he gives... A pub, a fast car, a football match. <laughs> I just thought those things were quite funny. Uh, so it's his dermatologist that comes uh, out. Yeah, Clive right, Seeley. Sorry. And, and he <laughs> says, Clive, just how hairy is Lawrence's back? To which Clive says, it's very hairy. Alan, I mean, this is the amount of hair you'd find on an averagely haired back, uh, to which he kind of shows a very small, kind of small, small amount of hair. hair and then basically pulls out a pillow. <laughs> did, uh, uh, did anyone else note down all the different names that the dermatologists so no, 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 I haven't got that. Go for it. So we've got uh, Wolfman, Monkey Boy, Godzilla, Kiwi Fruit, King Kong, Human Carpet, <laughs> and <laughs> Gus the Gorilla. I've got a few more, actually. I really? think it's absolutely yeah. losing his yeah. mind. Not, not forgetting Moth Banquet, Furball XLS, <laughs> Billy Furry, Brian Furry, and Harry Krishna. Oh, I think I just noted down the ones that I laughed at the most. What? Wait, I had another thing. What's Gus the Gorilla? <laughs> I don't know. Is that a thing? Just a gorilla. Okay, cool, Gus. Probably the <laughs> 90s version of Harambe or something like that. Okay, <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, and did anyone note the description? He says, there's enough hair on his back to cover 12 small children. <laughs> <laughs> who's got the hairiest back here <laughs> I would put, I'd put myself on the podium but not, <laughs> yeah. not first place I think I might take I th- it I think, yeah, it, I think, I think it's Adam yeah, yeah okay quite possibly right we're going to post four pictures on my <laughs> socials pleased and proud <laughs> perhaps we shouldn't post a picture of everyone's oh okay back. fine so that kind of that kind of ties up the, the Lawrence Knowles uh, interview and then Alan's starting to get excited about the arrival of Hot Pants yeah, he moves over to the jacuzzi at this point and, uh, and says, uh, surrounded by Sprunt, uh, it's almost as if I'm in an advert, but of course I'm not. He's definitely not in an advert. Uh, oh, what's going on over there? Oh, sorry, just going to have a quick uh, refreshing sip of a, a can of Sprunt I've got here. Lovely stuff. Um, yeah, he obviously had no oh, idea. That sounds good. Oh, it's such a it's such a tropical taste. <laughs> he had no idea that hot pants who were coming on to do their dance routine were men, uh, again, Basic research not completed yeah, by Alan. I think we all saw ev- this one coming, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, and everyone else knows that they're men as well. Yeah. Did uh, you know they were men? Yes. yes. <laughs> Glenn Ponder is rocking out at this point as well. He's yeah, got an he's amazing solo. I think he may perhaps is, is starting to uh, cut loose a bit. Yeah. One of Hot Pants falls in the jacuzzi. You uh, say fall. I, I say kind of <laughs> gently gets in and dances around at it. Well, no, I think one of them is trying to like gently place a leg in and it looks like a bit of a slip or something yeah. like that as well. Mm. Uh, and Alan more or less ends the episode by bawling sprint sprint yeah. <laughs> clearly worried he hasn't got enough mentions yeah. in to justify whatever fee he's getting from them uh, I, I also noted how you can see when he's in the jacuzzi you can see how orange his face is compared to the rest of his body I know that on. in the commentary as well um, yeah and I just that realisation they're men, they're men. <laughs> and they pretty much handcuff him to the jacuzzi as well he's yep. not going anywhere yep. and those groins are very yeah. very yeah. close to his face aren't they and did you know they have a sprint on their their kind yeah. of <laughs> their g-string pouches <laughs> so d- does that mean that the whole this is an upmarket w- drinks brand isn't well, it well so do you think spunt and hot pants that was like a PR stunt basically that's a, a mm. spunt advertising technique without it being an advert <laughs> I don't know Alan looks pretty horrified and appalled yeah mm. I, I don't well I, no it, mm, it's difficult because I guess 
Would he have approved that underwear? No. And if so, would he have not no, realised no, that it he had would, to... he would have paid zero attention and just said, oh, yeah, yeah. dance treat, brilliant, get them in. And yeah. also probably <laughs> the people from Sprunt would have said the dancers are going to have Sprunt on their uh, crotch area. And you would have gone, yep, absolutely yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Or Lynn's managed all of this conversation and it's just... Is Lynn involved at this point? I think she... Well, if, I think if you go with the, the Allen timeline in iPartridge, she I is, think she's she? just PA yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's Lynn's fault. <laughs> no, no, I think I think it's Alan's fault. Alan is firmly to it blame for Alan's not fault, paying attention but to anything. He's going to cop for it later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, essentially, he's as awful a chat show host as he was a sports reporter. That's what we know about this. He's, boss. Done, he's doing no research and he's just not paying attention or listening to anything. Uh, in the commentary, uh, Armando Iannucci. I mean, we've had quite a lot of correspondents asking about, you know, is Alan gay? Is he curious? Is he bisexual or whatever? Uh, Iannucci puts those rumours to bed in the commentary and says, uh, uh, Alan isn't gay, but he's scared he might be. <laughs> yeah, I th- I, that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. So there you go. That debate what, is like Domingo, dead. He fears he might be a gay. <laughs> 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 Where was Domingo from again? Little, Little Oakley. Oakley. Little Oakley, Oakley. yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, I wonder what he's uh, doing the, now. Did anyone else have any other notes? Uh, the only thing I had about this... Um, the kind of the hot pants ending. I just thought with kind of Alan in a jacuzzi and what have you, it kind of reminded me, it's the sort of thing you'd actually see on something like Euro Trash in the 90s yes. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I feel like Sprint is a very likely sponsor of something like Euro Trash yeah. as well. Yeah. That's the market they're going for. Speaking of which, just... Uh... Mm. <sighs> what a lovely it's sound. So refreshing. So anything else on episode three? Only that we're going to head over to imdb.com. Uh, this episode has got a 7.6 out of 10 rating from 61 reviews, which puts it uh, the lowest in this entire series, which I think is probably bang on really, isn't it? It's been going down by 0. 0.2 each time so far, Yeah, I true, yeah, yeah. And I again, pro- is that less voters it is yeah so we're on diminishing <laughs> my th- returns my theory from last week is so far bearing fruit but I, I also noticed looking over your shoulder at IMDB here um, it says Alan Partridge's guests include Northern Europe's sexiest dance act hot pants how do you determine who's sexiest dance act well like, those, are, those are Alan's words I think mm. oh are they it's, yeah. just, it's just his own personal preference but he's not ever seen them <laughs> he's just, <laughs> he's not, he's just willing to say basically someone's put that in a script and that's it yep, yeah I mean enough. I've got it noted that I, th- I think I, co- I struggled quite a bit with this episode it's not it's not great and Ianucci even says yeah, it's the worst in the series I, th- I think so. it's a low low point of the series much probably. you know there are elements that are really good but um, overall it's not the best yep uh, before we go to Cards Against Alanity uh, Jed do you want to use your one word of the uh, episode Oh, that sounds good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Me. Okay, it's, it's time, to play, time to play cards against Delanity then. Um, you need to complete this sentence with your, uh, your cards. This week's sentence. I'm going to recreate the 1936 Berlin Olympics with blank. Oh, it's good. Okay, so everyone is uh, making the difficult decision of uh, which one to go I've, for. I've made my choice. Hand them over to producer Jed, who's just rifling through them at the moment. And he's picked his winner. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to recreate the 1936 Berlin Olympics with Scotch Lady Woman, The Hunt, and Mrs. Mouse. <laughs> I'm going to recreate the 1936 Berlin Olympics with Debbie Harry in Cammy Knickers spoon-feeding pans people in a sauna in Bangkok. There oh, we go. Hey. It's Nick. Oh, Nick, Nick's, uh, Nick's on the board. He's on the board. The final two. I'm going to recreate the 1936 Berlin Olympics with a nest of gay vipers. <laughs> and I'm going to recreate... Oh, the people's vote. I'm going to recreate the 1936 Berlin Olympics with bloody buggering shitting buggerhead. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick's on the scoreboard Tom Stab and I have zero Tom Dark has two Nick has one and there's Ooh, still yeah. everything to play for anyone could still win technically mm. yeah and I'd just like to add uh, I'm really enjoying my lovely refreshing punishment. I think we all I, have haven't we I, ju I just yeah. don't like saying that cheers we're uh, looking into cheers. having an exclusive supply of Sprint at our forthcoming live show we're going to be discussing knowing me knowing you all <laughs> seamless did you see what you did yeah. there very good <laughs> live at the Prince Charles Cinema in London on the 22nd of November that's a Wednesday Tickets are on sale now and you can get them at facebook.com slash thepartridgepod or twitter.com slash thepartridgepod. Um, if you do want to get in touch with us about anything, you can also email thepartridgepod at gmail.com. And if you're interested in attending the live event, uh, Adam will be dressing as a member of Hot Pants. So yes. it's yes. up to you to decide whether yes. that is in... in an yeah. indictment to buy a ticket or not. <laughs> Absolutely. That's only for people who've bought the uh, deluxe ticket. It's uh, four million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's it for this week's Monkey Tennis. Thanks for joining us. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about Knowing Me, Knowing You with Alan Partridge, episode four. Uh, on that bombshell, I will now leave you. Uh, goodbye from all of us at Monkey Tennis. Thank you and aha. Oh. They're men. They're men. They're men. They're men. Did you know they were men? Monkey Tennis is a post-pop podcast produced by Jed Shepard. The artwork's by Dave McNamara and the theme is an excerpt of the Black Beauty theme, Galloping Home, by Dennis King. To find out more about the records and podcasts made by Post Pop, head to postpoprecords.com. Monkey Tennis? You better believe it, babe. There's a new chat in town. Monkey Tennis? Ice white shoes, ice white socks with navy blue double cadet strong. Aha! Monkey Tennis? I've just been told that Roger Moore is at Chiswick Roundabout. Monkey tennis? Oh, what the heck? Rock and roll, let's all have a pack! Monkey tennis? Yes, I am in a jacuzzi sipping spunt. Alan, 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 Alan. And on that bombshell. Monkey tennis? Aha. Uh -huh. Okay, uh, I think it's time to switch over to Cards Against Alanity now. No. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just wanted to do the IMDb right. and then uh, okay. that's literally Good it. Point. Good point. Uh, do you want to say uh, anything? Anyone yeah, got anything yeah. else? Team up, yeah. 
So, anything else on episode three? Uh, I'm going to cross live to imdb.com. This episode has a 7.6 out of 10 rating from 61 votes, which put it the uh, least, the lowest rated. (laughs) Do you want to say that again? again. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, (laughs) Spunt. Yep, I'm going to head over to imdb.com and... Uh, You're going to head over? <laughs> We're going to walk over there? Yeah. Yeah. It's the internet, you mad yeah. man. Okay, What's wrong with that? It's good. So, has anyone got anything uh, left to talk about on episode three? Uh, only uh, as we head over live... <laughs> <laughs> Just turn your mic off. Yeah. Yeah. He, no- he normally turns his mic off without meaning to. Okay. What is wrong with you? <laughs> It's good. I like it. Uh, join, me on a, join me on a stroll over to IMDb Central. <laughs> a stroll along the information superhighway. Okay. So, has anyone got anything left to contribute on episode three? I can do it. If he's no, done you, no, he's do absolutely do it, do done do you. Do 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 Don't look at him. Right. Don't look at him. <laughs> Oh, uh, do, do, it, do it after IMDb before yeah, yeah. before cards. So, does anyone have anything left to contribute on episode three? Uh, only that we're going to head over to IMDb to get the score on this episode. It is seven point six out of ten from sixty-one reviews, which points it. Th- For fuck's sake! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.